See it, hear it, think it. Talk radio and talk TV. Welcome back. You're tuned to Vanessa Feltz on Drive. Coming to you live from the Talk TV studios at London Bridge. Lovely to have your company. It's 5.32. Great British Bake Off has been criticised as culturally insensitive and stereotyping over its Mexican week, which features hosts wearing sombreros. I don't know if you're watching it this time, are you? If you are, what did you think? If you saw it, did you think, hang on, wait, wait a second? That doesn't feel right. That doesn't seem right. That's not funny. That's stereotyping. Maybe you didn't like it at all, or maybe... You thought it was funny, you enjoyed it, you didn't notice anything wrong. Along with sombreros and playing of maracas, the episode featured contestants trying their hand at cooking tacos, and at one point the hosts Noel Fielding and Matt Lucas even joked about whether Mexico actually exists at all, whether it's a real country or not. So what do Mexicans think of this kind of stereotyping? Well, let's talk to John Bonfilio, Talk Radio's Latin American correspondent. Hello, John. Hi Vanessa, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm fine. Um, I must say this this discussion's been raging all day here at Talk TV. And as I came into work, I suddenly found the the offices bestrewn with sombreros. In fact, I could probably even get hold of one. They're out there on the desk outside. So obviously, they've been kind of illustrating the discussion all day on the various different programs here uh, with sombreros. And I wonder whether you think that that is offensive, and whether you think what happened on the Great British Bake Off is offensive. I mean, it's interesting because I think there's probably more sombreros over in the talk TV studios than there are in significant parts of, of, of Mexico. I, I'll, wager uh, that, say, I'll wager that you're absolutely right, I must say. As you say, I think really interesting because I, I woke up to this news as well, and actually not just in a UK uh, context, but also National Public Radio in the US have covered it, CNN have covered it. Really? And actually it's made more news in the United States than it has in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Generally, the response here has not been to be offended or taken aback there's like an eye roll here there's like oh here we go again kind of thing you know nobody's angry or sad about it people here have just come to expect this you know this kind of reaction and stereotyping over over the years so it's no big deal also worth remembering that mexico is you know has a 2000 mile border with with the us and so most of the stereotyping and the and the issues actually come from there so in a way i think friends that i've spoken to here and polling on the ground what i'm hearing is that People are just a little bit sad that it was probably, you know, lazy, unimaginative TV. And also what I'm hearing a little bit as well is that if you're going to be doing, you know, a, a food, a cooking show about Mexican cuisine, mm-hmm. then perhaps di- having a little bit of diversity in terms of maybe somebody who's an expert on it or somebody from the community and so on. Because these days, right across the UK, there are, you know, a huge amount of actually really good, authentic Mexican eateries. It's not like it was 15, 20 years ago, where yeah. you would just have this kind of Tex-Mex variety. So it's not, it's not as though there wasn't access uh, to these people. So yeah, people here, generally nonplussed, but just a little bit like, oh, you know, here we go again. I mean, traditionally in this country, we don't pick on Mexicans in general, do we? They're not the butt of most British semi-racist or borderline racist or downright racist or outrageously stereotypical jokes. They're not normally Mexico and Mexicans are not normally our sort of target market. Just physically, the country's too far away. We know too few Mexicans personally. Many of us haven't been there. Some of us have. You know, we don't we don't tend to focus on on Mexico, but you speak in a sort of world-weary, fatigued, absolutely kind of um, with a certain sort of ennui and resignation about something that's obviously extremely prevalent, particularly in the States, but other countries too. So so the stereotypes that, that people indulge in when they are taking a pop at Mexico and Mexicans, 
are are what normally? What are the sorts of things that are that are said? Because every one of them, obviously, deeply offensive. I would have thought. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're looking at it in a U.S. sense and, and migrant sense, uh, people being, I mean, obviously, you know, Donald Trump said about uh, all these rapists coming yes. over the border and so on, and that's you know the far end of the equation. But generally, the stereotypes would be about lazy, late, uh, dishonest, uh, those kinds of things, eating certain foods and so on, as you say, some sort of cultural appropriation related to certain clothes. But I think also it's uh, contextually, as you were saying, Vanessa, which is completely right, even people who have come to Mexico generally visit Mexico's tourist attractions, Mm -hmm. which are very islanded off from the rest of Mexico. Mexico is a country of 130 million people. So that's twice the size of the population of the entire rest of the UK. The state I'm in at the moment, Campeche in the southeast, it takes longer to drive across this state uh, of Campeche, which is one of 32 states in Mexico, than it takes to drive from Brighton to Glasgow. I mean, there is everything, you know, there is massive, there is a second largest contiguous uh, tropical jungle here after the Amazon in the south. You have vast desert in the high desert in the north. You've got one of the world's biggest cities in in Mexico City, which is three, four times the size of London. So, of course, people here are going to, you know, their reaction generally to these stereotypes is, well, how can you possibly distill this down to a sombrero? And the sombrero, like I said, right at the top of this piece, um, Vanessa, mm. fundamentally, the sombrero is worn by two groups of people in Mexico, mariachis and musicians uh, and so on. And then the second thing is a particular kind of cowboy in the north. You will, I, I don't remember the last time I saw a sombrero on a day-to-day basis uh, here in Mexico. Well, I've had the pleasure of, of visiting Mexico City. I've also been to Tijuana, and um, I, I don't think I saw a sombrero except in tourist shops or at the airport the yep. entire time I was there. But neither did I see the kind of uh, a hardy perennial stereotypical kind of trope, which is a, a Mexican kind of asleep under a sombrero in a doorway in the midday sun, you know, too enervated or too maybe inebriated or too lazy to go to work. I'm I certainly didn't see that at all. What I saw was very opposite of that. I saw a tremendous, absolutely almost kind of frenzied, ferocious hustle and bustle of people rushing to work and charging about and actually an incredibly dynamic country. So dynamic, you felt as if you were kind of almost caught in a whirlwind. Now, I don't want that to be a stereotype either, but but I, I'm thinking that what I'm saying is accurate, that that's actually what I saw. Am I right? Yeah, for sure. If you go to the big cities, you're, you're Monterey, you're Guadalajara, you're your Mexico City. I mean, those are very cosmopolitan, you know, business-led, economic-led, uh, mid-21st 20, uh, century cities. That's yeah. absolutely the case. You, you know, if you go to a sleepy backwater on a, uh, on a mountainside hours outside of Mexico City, then you are going to find a slower pace of life. But you know, fundamentally, isn't that also a slower pace of life that some of us have aspirations to exactly. achieving and existing within? I mean, you know, if you get your stuff done in the early hours of the morning by midday and also with the heat in this country as well, then of course you're going to be sitting in the shade and taking it easy by the time, you know, 12 o'clock comes. And that's actually a fundamental clash is that generally speaking, an Anglo-Saxon has a work day that starts maybe 8.39 and then goes through till 5 or so. But historically here, the work day starts about 5.36 a.m. and finishes at 2 as well. So often these are just cultural misunderstandings about, you know, which lead to certain preconceptions. Uh, fundamentally, you're completely right. Uh, I know nobody here in, in Mexico who is not driven every day to go out and doing right and putting food on their families' 
uh, table, you know, and, and getting one step ahead of where they were yesterday. And tell me, and tell me where you feel the Great British Bake Off went wrong. Is it wrong to have non-Mexicans preparing Mexican food, A? Is it wrong having non-Mexican experts opining about whether this inauthentic Mexican food is or isn't up to par? Is it wrong to be doing Mexican food at all? Or is there a way that they could have involved Mexican cuisine in the baking um, that wouldn't have been um, insulting, reductive, stereotypical? Certainly, they could have you know, refrain from wearing sombreros and making very lame jokes about whether Mexico really exists as a country. That would have helped, I'm quite sure. But in terms of food and the kind of nuts and bolts of that programme, could they have included Mexican food in a better, more, more, I suppose, more illustrative, just more vivid, less kind of lazy kind of a way? Yeah, I, th- I think you, I think absolutely. I think if you if you'd had exactly the same topic, but as a celebration of Mexican food, of its indigenous roots, um, of the, its fusion over into a, uh, you know, into a contemporary world and the differences in... So again, in the southeast where I am, the food in the Yucatan doesn't look anything like the food in Oaxaca and the, the meatier food of, of the north, you know, the northern desert. And so what on. does so the food in, like a, in the Yucatan yeah. look like, um, John? What's well, it like? It's, 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 uh, it's uh, very... There's a lot of fish, obviously, because of the broad coastline, but there's also in the southern tropics, there's a lot of uh, plants that don't grow anywhere else. So there's a thing which is like a nettle, like a chaya, which also generates that same irritation, which is used in a variety of, of different foods and drinks and so on. So it's really unique and, and, and not remotely similar to, to anything I've experienced anywhere else. There's also a lot of, like, they're generally regarded as baby sharks, but they're, it's like a dogfish. So they're not endangered or anything like that. They're generally very populous. And that is used as a, as a meat staple here in a lot of local dishes too so if, if it had been a celebration of these varieties and this um you know incredible heritage of cuisine and for, i wouldn't say that it's right or wrong to not have you know representation uh, or diverse representation but for sure it would have been you know it would have been a nice thing for, for producers to have just thought well actually we could bring somebody in here and that would really help you know to validate uh, and authenticate the process and then everybody's a winner i don't think it's about the representation i don't think it's about the the topic or the discussion. I think it's just that perhaps, especially given the fact that, you know, Noel Fielding and Matt Lucas are uh, amazing talents yeah. and comedians, that perhaps on this one, they just went straight to the lowest common denominator when actually they could have punched much, much higher and much better. Well, at least you don't want to punch them for doing it. John, thank you very much indeed. Good to talk to you. That's John Bonfilio, their talk radio's Latin American correspondent. We'll be straight back with you after this.